Welcome back to our time together. And we're talking about a comeback for Christ. We're talking about how we, when we fail, can come back from our failure and our sin. And, and we're talking about a young man named John Mark who went on a missionary journey with Paul and Barnabas. And when, that, when, they, were at, when they were sent out as missionaries from the church at Antioch, he went with Paul and Barnabas. And he was as excited and thrilled, I'm sure, with the adventure and challenge of going. They first sailed to Cyprus, and <clears throat> and there they preached the gospel, and then and then they went on to other places. But John Mark left them and went back home to Jerusalem. He he failed. Paul and Barnabas said, and the church sent him out, but he failed himself. He failed his Lord, and uh, he didn't stick with it. And maybe you have failed in some way. I don't know what your failure might be. I know what mine have been. Why did John Mark fail? I think first out of fear. He was afraid. There were dangers. There were hardships. There were attitudes of others that toward them that were not good. And he was afraid to stand and be a godly witness. He was afraid of others. And, uh, and so he, he wasn't committed as he should have been or he would have stuck it out. You see, Peter and John said, we obey God rather than men, and that's what he had not come to say yet. And also, he was not serious about sharing Christ with others. Paul and Barnabas were willing to give their lives to get the gospel out. I think John Mark was kind of going along for the ride, for the adventure. It sounded special. It sounded like something that he would like to do. I've known some people who've gone to the mission field with that excitement. Oh, boy, this is going to be a blast. Well, it was a blast, but not the kind of blast they were expecting. It was hard. It was difficult. They faced a lot of opposition, and they didn't stick it out. Also, there was a lack of discipline. He wasn't a disciplined disciple, and he was depending on himself rather than the Holy Spirit. He meant well, but he had not learned to depend on the Holy Spirit's power, and he was trying to do divine work in human strength, and that just doesn't cut it. And he had to come to that place. Peter had had to come to that place. Paul had to come to that place. All men and women of God who are used by God have to come to that place when they realize even though they've trusted Christ, even though they are a believer in Christ, they can't do it on their own strength and they have to depend on him. And so that's why it's important to know that for most of us, our New Year's resolutions are already gone. And here it is just February. We need to trust Christ and not our resolutions, and not what we can do. But notice his repentance and return. Uh, there was the sadness of failure. He came home, but he wasn't happy. He was miserable, just like Peter was miserable after he rejected the Lord three times during his after his before his resurrection while he was on the cross. And he became miserable after that. Failure shows us how weak we are and how much we need the Lord. So often... I see a Christian who feels so strong. I remember a young couple some years ago who were going to go to the mission field, and they were speaking to a church where I was pastor to a small group of people in that church, and they were so confident. They, they were so past confidence. It was, it was a, I don't know, it, it was an almost a arrogance they had about how great they were going to do and what they were going to do and how they were going to make a difference, and they had not the foggiest idea of what they were talking about or what they were going to do. And I thought, this young couple is in for a mighty fall. And they were, and they did. 
and hopefully it taught them to depend on the Lord and not to depend on what they thought they were going to do and change the world in a week or two. And then finally when Paul and Barnabas got ready to go on another missionary journey, Barnabas wanted John Mark to go with them on that journey, but Paul said no. He's gone once, and he didn't, he didn't pan out. He failed. So, so Barnabas and Paul, because of that, uh, decided to, to separate, and Barnabas took Mark and Paul took Silas, and they went on separate missionary journeys. You see, Barnabas was, was a guy who was an encourager. The Bible says his very name means the son of consolation or encouragement. And so he, he was a guy who was, gave people a second chance. Paul was a little stricter, a little stronger, but he came to the place in his life that he was willing to give people a second chance, another opportunity to do what God wanted them to do. And uh, so uh, this was uh, uh, an opportunity for John Mark to, to show that he had been forgiven. The result was John Mark, by God's power, became a useful and powerful servant of God. The scriptures record this. Peter later calls him his son, and Paul later says he has been useful to me and calls him a fellow laborer. Paul wrote to the Colossians to receive Mark because he wanted them to know that he was no longer a quitter. The most thrilling mention of Mark is in Paul's last letter in 2 Timothy where he writes to Timothy and says, not long before his death, he says, from a cold dungeon, Paul wrote to Timothy to come because Demas has forsaken me. Having loved this present world, only Luke is with me. And he said, one friend and fellow Christian I want at my side in this last hour of my life. Who do you think that would be? John Mark, the failure, the quitter. Paul had come to the place where he realized John Mark was no longer a quitter, no longer a failure, and that he had gotten his life totally right with God. He had grown enough and gotten strong enough that, that he could be the kind of person God wanted him to be. You see, the Bible story of failure and forgiveness is what the Bible is all about. Matthew was a cheater and a liar, and he came into relationship with God. And we can come back. Maybe you need a new start. Maybe you've failed. Maybe you've uh, had some things that got in your way because of a sorrow or a difficulty or a problem. And because of that, you, you've let that hinder you from being the person that God wants you to be. All you have to do is come to Jesus and ask him to forgive you and ask you to give you the power to start again. There's a little poem that says, I wish there were some wonderful place called the land of beginning again where all our mistakes and all our heartaches could be laid aside like a dirty old coat never to be worn again. Well, I want to tell you, there is, uh, there is a wonderful place called the land of beginning again, and it's in Christ, and it's in his forgiveness. I know a lot of times in my life I've had to come to saying, Lord, I'm so, I ask you forgiveness. I messed up. I went the wrong way. I've depended on myself. I failed, and God is so gracious to forgive. And as we talked about earlier in the week, he forgives us and puts his sins puts our sins behind his back and remembers them against us no more and gives us a new opportunity. <clears throat> the greatest preacher at Pentecost, the great preacher was Peter, who had failed so miserably just a few days before in, as when Jesus died. So God takes 
the failures and God takes the weak ones and God takes the ones who are not what they need to be and changes us and makes us into the person who can be all that God wants us to be. So I pray today if you need to make a comeback, God will walk with you and he'll lead you. Trust him and you'll discover that he is able and adequate to give you what you need to do what you need to do. God bless you. Have a great day.